Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I just came from the crusade, and first thing I'm going to say is, no, we did not see miracles greater than all the way going back to Adam and Eve. However, uh, the 75 crusades we've had over the, I don't know, what, 22-some-odd years we've been doing them, most people agree this was the best one. And one of the ladies stopped me. I was getting in the elevator, just about ready to leave. And she looked at me and she says, are you disappointed? And I said, well, a little, because, I mean, I was wanting to see miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. I said, however, in talking with lots of people, just going around constantly asking people what they thought of the crusade, I think most people here all agree that this is the best crusade that they've ever been to. And that includes all of ours, all of the other people, crusades type things that they've been to. And she stopped me and she says, do not be disappointed. I got everything I was expecting and more. So then as I was walking away from the elevator, I saw three more guys standing out by the door and they're about ready to pack up and get in their cars. And I said, so what'd you think? And they said, it was fantastic. There was so much love in the room. We absolutely loved it. We thank you so much for everything you do. And said, well, thank you. I mean, I heard that a lot. And thank you back for all of you folks, because you have made this all possible, of course, including Jesus. But I said, so what did you think of the crusade? They said, it was absolutely awesome. I said, okay, did you get what you came for? And they said, absolutely, and more. So let me just go through and try my best just off the top of my head, and I'll tell you what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the schedule of the crusade, so I'm going to tell you what I saw there, and I I know that there's going to be some people that won't be interested in this, but I know there's also going to be some people that are very interested to know what it was like to be at the crusade, and I will say that most people say that this is the best meeting of this kind of anything they have ever been to. I mean, as Pastor Messiah has already said, he said this was the very first one. He said, you know, Stan, I've been to 65 different countries all across the world, 65 different countries. Uh, He's got 150 churches in Pakistan that report to him. He has spoken in all 48 states. And he says, you know, I've been in a lot of different Christian meetings. And he said, this is not only the best one, but it's head and shoulders above all of the rest of them that I've ever seen. So let me tell you what it's like to be there. So the first day uh, from 10 to noon was book signing. I love this because I get a chance to meet the people that actually read the books. And yeah, I know some of them just bought the book and they haven't read it yet. But I mean, I just love them. They just come over and I don't know if you've done this before or not, but in addition to signing the book, I also close my eyes, hold their hand, Lord, uh, give us a a sure word, a specific word, a word of guidance and direction. And normally God will show me a vision, and then I write down the vision and give them a brief little answer. It's normally a paragraph or two, just a quick little brief prophecy. And often the people will start crying or they'll say, that's exactly what I needed to hear. As a matter of fact, one guy, I just said, I am speaking to you. I said, that's all I get. God is just saying, I am speaking to you. And he started tearing up. He said, that's exactly what I needed to hear at this moment. So I love the book signing. 
And, of course, we had me and Pastor Massey and Prophet Leslie Johnson, as well as Lou and Sue and he. And so we we're big, big book signing thing from 10 to noon. And that's that's just awesome. And then Leslie went through her anointing oil workshop. Now, she was expecting we'd have, you know, 10, 12 or the most 15. <laughs> I don't know the final number, but I think it was like around 60, maybe even 80 people. It, it was a lot of people. And so consequently, she had to go in and buy a lot of other anointing oils because she gives them a choice of 12 different of these anointing oils. I mean, like essence of rose or spikenard or frankincense or myrrh or tuberose and things like that and shows them how to smell them and how to mix them, mix them in with virgin olive oil so that they can make their own personal anointing oil. And I have to say, I mean, every every person comes up with a different recipe, and that's only using just 12 different oils. Because even if you know exactly what is in a perfume, for example, that does not necessarily mean that you know the exact, in other words, how many drops of this, how many drops of that, how many drops of this. That doesn't necessarily mean you can make the same scent. Well, even though you've got only 12 different essences, some 80-some-odd people will never come up with the same smell. And so when you mix that with olive oil, stir it around. I mean, I went around and smelled the anointing oil of several people, and they were really good. I mean, really good. So that that was a total hit. I mean, absolutely. People just loved the anointing oil workshop. And Leslie didn't want that live streamed. We live streamed most of the rest of it. Which, by the way, I we, we've got to have a staff meeting to see what we want to do that. But I'm going to suggest that we want to eventually, at some point, put that up on YouTube for everybody to be able to watch. So anyway, let's go on to the next thing. So then the anointing oil workshop was from noon to 2. And then where it was set up. And then from 3 to 5 was me teaching through salvation and spiritual baptism. So the salvation... I gave several examples of how I was able to lead people to the Lord. And, of course, this is, yeah, we had, I don't know, 150, 160 people, something like that there. And these are pretty mature Christians, been listening to Prophecy Club for a long time. And most of them had led someone to the Lord. So we still went through the basic steps and showed them some ways to do it. I mean, like, for example, a very, very good question to get into whether you're saved or not, is, okay, let's say, for example, you're driving home tonight, and you turn the corner. The corner you turn all the time going home, only this particular night, as you turn the corner, you look up, and there's two headlights, and all of a sudden they're in your face. The next thing you know, you wake up, you're at the pearly gates, and Jesus says, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? Very good. I'll say it again. So you're driving home. You turn a corner. You're about a block from home, but all of a sudden, you look up, there's two headlights, you don't know where it came from, and the next thing you know, you wake up, you're in heaven. Jesus says, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? That is excellent to get people to talking to them about whether they are saved, whether they know the correct answer. And you will be amazed at some of the answers you get if you ask that question. So we talked through salvation, and then we had them pair off and actually practice leading someone to the Lord, holding their hands, getting them to say the salvation prayer. And then we went through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, I'm thinking, okay, probably everybody in the room was already filled with the Holy Spirit. Wrong. (laughs) About a third of the room was not filled with the Holy Spirit. So we took care of that. We had them all come up, and I go through a PowerPoint, and I show them the Scriptures so that they know that it's absolutely positively of the Lord. It is in the Bible. I find that that, if, if there's a question, if there's a question in their heart about whether this of God, then most of the time they won't get it. They might pray for it, but unless they see it in the Word and they are totally convinced, they totally know that it's of God, then they won't get it. So I go through and I show them the Scriptures. I explain, I explain the difference between the water baptism of John and the spirit baptism of Jesus. I explain that Jesus never baptized anyone in water and John never baptized anyone in the Spirit, that they're two different baptisms. The water baptism is to get your name written in the book of life. The Spirit baptism is for boldness, power, and witnessing. It is to go to work serving the Lord. And I give them some examples in my life of how I was able to lead people, not only not only to the Lord, but also getting Spirit-filled. Then we have them come forward, and we anoint them with oil, we have them raise their hands, and then start asking for the Holy Spirit. And, of course, all the other people, the other two-thirds of the room, along with all the other ministers, lay hands on them and pray that they would get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then as I teach them, well, maybe I shouldn't go into all the details there, but let's put it this way, 100%, 100% of the people in the room got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, that's only 5 p.m. the first day, and the crusade only started two hours before so then we had our Passover meal. This is where, you know, we took communion. We uh, had lamb. And then the whole special Passover dinner is served. And then after that, then Leslie does games. And I will let Leslie tell you about those. But it's a great way to kind of break the ice so that everybody can kind of get to know each other to go through this three and a half day crusade together. So then that's the conclusion of the first day. Now let's go to the second day. Oh, 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 another thing. Several people said, they said that the meals were great, but they agreed. They, now they see why we ask people to, A, stay at the Hyatt Hotel, because really you will not have time to go out and stay someplace else. You just won't have time. Also, they also agree that having the meals brought in right there when they get done with the segment the meal is brought in right then. I mean, they don't have to go stand in line at some restaurant. They don't have to go out in the car. They don't have to fight the traffic. They don't have to worry about standing in line at the restaurant, uh, paying tips, and you know, all sorts of things like that, getting lost. I mean, the food just walks in right then. So, I mean, when we're done with a segment, uh, since we're done, I mean, the food comes marching in right then, and the food was good, and there's three meals a day. They, so they say, you know, we see why, because this is so busy. That you don't have time to stay in a hotel. You don't have time to go out to another restaurant. It's that busy. I mean, you come in for three and a half days, you are busy constantly. <laughs> but by the same time, you know, since you're right there, if you get tired and you need a nap, go to the room, get a nap, okay? Uh, if you got to sleep in, you got to sleep in, you got to go to bed early, you got to go to bed early. So it's it's really cool that. It's all right there together. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. So this is Sunday morning. This is the first full day. 7 a.m., 
to 8.30, breakfast is served, and then the crusade then actually begins that morning at 9 a.m. Leslie, of course, first thing we do is, you know, we actually, first thing we do is pray. Second thing is we take communion. We take communion before every one of the talks. So I don't know, I think there's like six or seven talks. So that means there's six or seven times we took communion. Everybody took communion. Because that's a sign of being washed in the blood and accepting Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Very, very powerful. All of these, these things are very, very powerful, very important. So then, uh, then we go into about 30 minutes of praise and worship. Awesome praise and worship. And then Leslie talked on spiritual fruits and gifts of the Holy Spirit. Then at about 11.45, then I came out and I talked about water baptisms. And I explained to them how I know that water baptism is important. It's important to have it any time you can get it. Uh, and I totally explained why just getting a baptism, water baptism one time in your life is not, I mean, it's enough, but I mean, you can get it over and over and over. In other words, don't be thinking that you can only be baptized in the water just one time. So I explained water baptisms, why it's important, and it, it, you've, you've never been in a, in a group of people with more awesome praise and worship than when people have just been water baptized, when everybody, 100% of the people in the room just got water baptized. So then we go outside to the pool, and everybody gets water baptized, and then, of course, they go to the room, they change, and then lunch is served. And then from uh, 2 o'clock to 5 p.m., Sue, uh, Lou and Soon He Young teach on deliverance and generational curses. And the way they do it is probably the neatest way I've ever seen in my life because no one is uncomfortable. There's, it's, it's so professional the way they do it. But yet it's very important because if you've ever had any kind of trauma in your life, any kind of a bad marriage, a bad bringing up, a bad job, if you've had any kind of like traumatic sexual experience or, I mean, every one of us at one point has had some kind of devastating thing happen to us. Well, when that happens, a lot of times it happens because a door was open. Sometimes it was doors of your mom or dad or their mom or dad or going back 10 generations. And so for us to move forward and get close to Jesus, one of the things we have to do is to get rid of those generational curses. Or we just need the deliverance. We just need a, we need to clean the house. Okay, and this is the most professional, the kindest, the smoothest, the, the easiest way I've ever seen it done. The way they do it, that's the reason we have them come in and do it at the Crusades. So from 2 to 5, it's deliverance and generational curses. 5 to 6.30, dinner is served. Then the main evening is uh, begins at 7. Again, we take commun- we pray, take communion, and then we do praise and worship. And then that evening, my daughter was the one that twisted my arm, and she said, Dad, I want you to do prayer closet. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about the prayer closet because the prayer closet is very personal. It's very private. I mean, that's the reason Psalm 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, meaning it's a secret place. It's a personal place. It's personal prayer between God. So I got up and I explained my prayer closet. I explained that it is a private place away from the, uh, the, the interruptions, the distractions of a TV or 
grandchildren or, you know, just life. It's it's not driving down the road. It is away from interruptions. And it's probably not two or three minutes. And it's probably at least five or ten minutes. And that's after you get your prayer closet built. But in the beginning, it's probably going to be more like 30 minutes to an hour at least once a day. So I went through the prayer closet and everybody just for the whole crusade kept coming up to me, loved your prayer closet talk, loved your prayer. I, I was so convicted. I mean, it just, it grabbed me. So I mean, they, they really liked the prayer closet. Then after the prayer closet, then I had them come up for the Revelation anointing. Remember I told you that when I memorized the book of Revelation, the spirit of Revelation came on me and that was confirmed by two other prophets. One was Andre Bronkhorst that said God had given me a spirit of revelation and that I could anoint people and pass that spirit of revelation along to them. So we have people come forward, and they don't have to, but we ask them to kneel down, and then we pour, or I pour, four milliliters of my revelation oil. This is oil that I made, special secret recipe that I put together, and it's four milliliters. Well, what's that? If you look at your finger from the, 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 the first two knuckles out, it's a, it's a little bitty small bottle about that big. Now, why? Well, I'm going to explain to them how I discovered that putting more than just a little daub on the forehead was really more powerful. And so I pour this four milliliters of my special revelation oil on there. Of course, there's no power in the oil. You have to understand the power is in the blood of Jesus. But it represents the power of the blood of Jesus. So I pour it on them, and then I pray that God would give them the revelation anointing and to be able to walk in sevenfold miracles. And everybody that wants that can come forward. Of course, everybody does. So they all come forward, and they all say that they feel different as a result of that. So that's the evening of the first full day. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I'm telling you, it's busy. It, it's going, going, going. And people kept coming up with me. They said, you know, I've never been to anything so good. I remember Pastor Massey kept saying, he said, you know, I've been to all kinds of churches, and I have never seen anybody do it the way you guys do it. He says, this is the best. As a matter of fact, the audio guy, okay, so the audio guy, this is a, a company that we hired to come in to bring in their audio equipment, run all the audio and all of the microphones and speakers and everything. I mean, the the, the video is the whole thing. Uh, costs like $8,000. <laughs> but anyway, so the guy, he, he comes up he, he crying, crying. He says, you know, Stan, he says, I, I've been in over 300 churches. I, that's what I do for a living. I go around and run the audio systems for all of these different conferences and things like this for various churches. He says, I have never seen anything like this. He said, this is not just better. This is far better than any of the other churches have ever done. As a matter of fact, he got filled with the Holy Spirit. He got water baptized again, even though his pastor, when he was a child, told him you should only be baptized one time. <laughs> so he got baptized again. Uh, he was praying for people. I mean, he wants to be a part of the staff. So we're probably going to put him on the crusade team. He absolutely loved it. Loved it. Okay, so anyway, back to the second day. So then 7 a.m., breakfast is served. 9 o'clock, then I talked on how to spot the beast and resist the mark of the beast. And that's a two-hour talk. And then noon, lunch is served. And then at from 12 to 
Leslie and I went out again and had another book signing along with us and Pastor Massey and, and Lou and Soonhe. So there's four of us out there, actually five of us, four, four tables of, of book signing going on. And then from two to five, Leslie came in and talked on what is real faith and hope. And <laughs> she she came to me, she said, I'm telling you, the anointing is so strong. She was bending over. It was like fire in her heart. She says, it's so strong, to to so powerful to talk in this. People, I mean, it's, it's not, it's just not a normal speech. It's just extremely, extremely powerful, anointed uh, preaching. And anyway, so she did that from two to five. And then 5 o'clock to 6.30 again during dinner serve, and then the meeting starts back again at 7. And then we had Pastor Massey talk on how to prepare and how to get equipped for miracles. And then we had a bunch of people prayed for, and there were just miracles popping out left and right every place, every place. So we had people, okay, if you get a miracle, come up here. And, you know, I got a miracle, and it was just a lot of people, a lot of miracles. But, again, we didn't think it was miracles, like no one had seen going back to Adam and Eve. So we're still looking for the sevenfold miracles. And that doesn't mean we won't have another one of these. I think it does mean we will be doing these again. And then the, this morning, Tuesday morning, March 30th, of course, 7 to 8.30, breakfast is served. And then we, of course, took communion. We prayed. We did praise and worship. And then Leslie talked on error in the church for about 30 minutes. I talked on how to spot the Antichrist early. And then Pastor Massey talked on, and then Pastor Massey talked on miracles and how to keep your healing. And then the crusade just ended today at about noon. And everybody just floated out of there. There was such love in the room. There were so many people that just kept coming up to me. This is just awesome. Everybody said they're going to come to the next one. If you haven't been to a crusade, you want to definitely go to a crusade. Okay, David Phillips, what do you think of the crusade? I think it was the best crusade yet that I've ever been to. That's the same comment I kept getting from them. So why do you say that? I've seen them get better and better. But this one flowed with such power and such anointing by all of the ministers, and it just flowed together. You could really see that God was bringing everything together. You could really see that God was bringing everything together. It was a confirmation that every sevenfold miracle crusade up to this point has been a tremendous success. Yes. We just didn't understand exactly what God was doing in each one of them. Because the sevenfold miracles are like a placeholder. They are giving you everything that you need for the season in which you need it. I think that we were looking at it as if we would expect everything to happen right then and there. But the truth is, is that God is going to actually use the sevenfold miracles in the seasons for which they're due. And what God has been doing in this whole time in, in, at least from what I can see, is he is giving and equipping and, and anointing everybody to be where they are supposed to be with regards to anointing, where they're supposed to be spiritually, cleaning them, getting them ready. And then at the time and season where God wants to do all those works, they are already there. God has pre-placed them. You know, one of the things I thought was amazing was the audio guy, does this 300 different churches, you tell him what you heard him say about this crusade. He said he'd never seen anything like it. And it was amazing to watch because he was helping, 
but he was also watching. He was taking pictures, but he also had a heart that was right with the ministry. And this is the other thing. God is bringing together all of these people that are like family. They're like everybody, people that go to this, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people that that are helping with Mm -hmm. it. It is one big family that mm-hmm. God is bringing together, and for him to be doing that, it, he's doing it for a reason. He, he said he's never seen anything like this, and, and I'm so shocked. I, I said, I don't understand, because all you do in running a church is just get you a King James Bible and read it and follow it. So I don't understand why our church is so much different, but apparently it is. I mean, Pastor Massey said, if you do this in a church, they get mad at you. What? That's because this church is about holiness and the other churches, they don't want to go anywhere near this. But what we're doing there, I mean, I pray that people have had a chance to go or that they get a chance to go because to be baptized, to be given the gift of the Holy Spirit, to be anointed, to be ministered to and to help you to get to that real next level. I mean, this is not just next level. This is like jumping from mountaintop to mountaintop in the spirit. And to have that all done in a short period of time is, it's a God thing. If they have not been to it, they cannot imagine what a blessing, what a powerful increase in their walk with the Lord this does for them. They cannot imagine it. Absolutely. This is, there is no nothing else like this anywhere by far And the other thing, too, is God showed up so clearly so as to for the people to know he was present. The word knowledge, it just it was amazing. Now, that's a very important point, because obviously with 160 guest speakers that I know, we could easily line up having speakers every 30 minutes to an hour. But it wasn't that. So what was it? Every step of the way, God was revealing himself more and confirming that he was there. You could see it in the anointing. You could see it in the people's response. It was just one big family. But, you know, when you get words of knowledge that come out that say somebody is struggling with, you know, some kind of physical issue, and that person goes up, they get prayed for, and they get healed. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I was shown a secret door linking the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. For the first time, the book of Revelation can be put in correct chronological order. You can understand Bible prophecy. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. What is the most important information to every beating heart on the globe? After accept Jesus, it would be don't take the mark of the beast. Those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death but are tormented in the lake of fire and brimstone for eternity. How do you tell them? Give them, miss the mark. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10, one for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. Over the past 32 years, I've collected the best 101 prophecies from Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Marie Sklar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, and more. It's called God's Warnings for America. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. My new book is called Tribulation Secrets in Daniel because that's what it does. It shows you the part of Daniel you need to know 
Ben, you're about to be a tribulation saint and will desperately need to know and understand about the last days you live in. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10, one for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. In How Pre-Trib 1, I expose the dirty little secrets pastors don't want you to know, which is why sometimes they can't preach the truth, especially about the rapture. Then, using the secret door, I explain the truth about the rapture, and then I rebut 25 claims pre-tribbers use to prove pre-trib. You'll finally know the truth about the rapture. We offer it in shrink wrap sets of 10. One for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 30, 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. That's prophecyclub.com. Here's the best deal we've ever offered at the Prophecy Club. Five, how pre-trib one. Five, tribulation secrets in Daniel. Five, God's warning to America. Five, secret door to understand Bible prophecy. And 10, miss the mark. 40 books, gift of $100, prophecyclub.com prophecyclub.com. Heaven's Harvest has food in stock. The coveted freeze-dried food in stock at heavensharvest.com. And if you put the promo code in STAN, it helps your Prophecy Club and it also gets you a packet of heirloom seeds free. Heavensharvest.com. Promo code STAN. S-T-A-N. Heavensharvest.com. STAN. Terry Sock of Cornerstone Asset Metals is a prophecy student, reads his King James Bible, and wants to help Prophecy Club win souls even if it means he loses money. I think that's the right attitude. When someone values winning souls more than making money, and he's doing so by sponsoring Prophecy Club on radio. So, if you'd like to help win souls, the next time you need gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins, contact CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so just tell cornerstoneassetmetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. Click like, share, and subscribe.